K. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. In our electronic age, social media fads are coming and going faster than most can keep up. There will always be a few in every subculture on every social media platform, and some grow larger than others. The J Fashion community on TikTok is one that is quickly growing. This growth leads to new members, which is always good, but can have unforeseen negative side effects. Today, we'll be talking with Sean Chang Umeda once more about the recent rise of alt fashion on TikTok. But before we get into that, let's get into some news and updates. Also, a disclaimer I'm recording in my living room because it is boiling hot in my apartment and I needed the AC. So you may hear poor quality from me today. You also may hear my cat having her zoomies tonight. So, and I just wanted to bring up, because uh, it is so hot here this year in Chicago, everyone knows it. So uh, kill the black snake, stop pipeline three. Thank you very much. Donate if you can. <laughs> climate change. It's real. <laughs> if we stop climate change, I can record in a cool apartment, which will give better audio quality. So like- That's what we're doing it for, folks. Yeah. <laughs> in other news, Kamila, you recently went to a fun event that had a glorious, beautiful outcome. Oh yeah, so uh, we have Bristol Renaissance Fair. Yeah, we went to the Pirate Day weekend. That was the first time me being able to go to that, though every year for a few years, I've been like wearing this Princess Ahoy outfit and just never really going on the Pirate Day weekend. So we did. Yeah, it was crazy. Like the first day that I went, I did like my all out outfit my ott and then like the next day was like all right i'm gonna be chill but it was still <laughs> it still took me two hours but <laughs> it I was mean, chill. when doesn't it take you two hours i know uh, <laughs> it's like mostly the makeup yeah so the first day i had on this kind of like uji outfit i didn't want to do like my dress just because it was supposed to be like 90 degrees and stuff that day i'm just like long sleeve dress i don't feel like doing that oh hell no yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like i'd rather wear the short sleeve and the shorts yeah so i had on like a purple argyle shorts and then i had on a pink blouse and I had the pirate hat, the pink pirate hat, and these beautiful pink locks. Yeah, they were gorgeous. Yeah, I love them. The wig is a little tight, but I'm just all like, I must wear this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I'll deal with it. You take ibuprofen in advance and you'll be good. Right. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, so I had that on. Um... And I had my regular choice shoes, though I did also have comfortable shoes. So I had the heels for pictures and then I would take them off and walk around in like the uh, flats. Very smart, very practical. Yes. I basically felt like a Disney princess the entire day because like it was pirate weekend. So to show up <laughs> and be like, I am Princess Ahoy, the pastel pirate princess, it was just like, haha, I have come on my day. And um <laughs> <laughs> And there were just 
so many people being like bringing their kids and being like, oh, she wants to take a picture with you. Can she take a picture with you? Or I would Aww. be trying to take pictures of myself and then, can we get a picture? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is like crazy. There's so many people that wanting pictures. And the caliber of compliments from the Gen Zs, it was starkly different. I heard so many like, I just love your guys' like vibe. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hear that so many times. Your your aesthetic is just, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. And I'm just all like, okay. <laughs> I'm not used to hearing that at the fair. I took I we take one year off from the fair and then come back and I'm in like, you know, Ren Fair TikTok. Um so I'm just like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. There was a weird old dude, uh -oh. of course. Uh -oh. <laughs> If you go to Bristol One Fair and then there's the uh, the booth that sells like these wooden wands and also, you know, like those back massager things that you can like roll on your back. So they're not like electronic, but yes, I think so. They have these little like four. They have nubs. Yeah, they have four like rolly ball things and then you can like. And then a handle, and you can, like, roll it either on your own back or someone yes, else's back. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so they have, like, a wooden version of that, which looks all, I guess, medieval-y, I guess, in a way. I was walking, and I was already, like, kind of intrigued by the wooden wands, because they had different things on the ends of them, like stars and tassels and stuff like that so i was like oh that's so cute maybe i'll go look over there but then the old dude was all like hey like come over here we ha i have something you'll like and i'm just like oh the wands and <laughs> so i'm thinking he's talking about that and then he brings out the massage thing and i'm just like oh i didn't really think of that and so he like starts doing the rolly thing and I'm just uh. like, oh, okay, well, that's happened before at a mall, you know, just some like someone who's selling a massage thing to try to test yeah. it. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I didn't know that that's what he, that's what was going to happen, but okay, maybe I just wasn't looking closely enough. So he's doing that. And then he was just like, I just had to get a closer look at your outfit. And I'm just like. Um, <laughs> time to go time to go and Simon is looking like awkward like I don't know if he heard him say that but Simon's just like also looking like oh I didn't know we were gonna do the massage thing and he also like recommends like oh we have a wand with a pink uh, Jolly Roger, um, which is like the skull and the um, and the two bones. And so it's just like, oh, okay. And I'm like trying to look at the wand after he's like done with me. So he goes over to do the massager on Simon, just I feel like out of like, I don't know, being like, well, now that I see that you are with someone, I feel like I need to do this so that I don't seem weird. So he says to Simon while he's doing the massage thing on him, which I didn't hear him say it to Simon but um later on Simon told me he was like you are a lucky man you are a very lucky man and like Simon's like yeah Simon's just like let's pay for the wand to get out of here we gotta get out of here I don't care about the discount let's just get out. and then there was two young looking Asian women that like Simon was just like I don't know if that was his daughters or his wife. 
and the old dude was like, you know, like white and all of his hair was like gray. And like the other people were like younger, like looked like they were like my age. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. He's just like, I don't know what's happening here, but we're getting out of there. And I'm just like, all right, (laughs) that makes sense. Sounds like some, just some absolute freak who's like fetishization of like BIPOC and Asian people. Yes, exactly. And the Asian women were darker skinned. So it's just like, I don't know what this dude's fetish thing is, but I don't want to be a part of it. Oh, that's awful. So yeah, so that was, yeah. So it was just like, something weird is happening over there. So that happened on like the second day. On a on a higher note, I won third place in the pirate costume contest. Oh my gosh. I wasn't even trying to be in it. It was like, I went up to, we went to guest services to figure out where this spot was on a map and the lady was just like oh you're here for the pirate costume contest correct to sign up and i was just like oh no didn't that happen didn't you have to be here at 11 and it says best handmade i I don't really think my thing is very handmade and she's just like i've seen all sorts of people sign up for this thing sign up and I was just all like, okay. She's like, yeah, just do it. And I was just like, all right, fine. All they could do is be like, you didn't win anything and that's it. And went to the, the they did a silent judging where like, you didn't know who was judging you. So it was just a, a pile of pirates, one spot. A pile of pirates. <laughs> like if there were pirate shaped fruit snacks or something you'd be like a pile of pirates <laughs> sounds that's the uh uh taxonomo ta- that's the taxonom taxonomically accurate way to refer to a group of pirates it's like uh right a gaggle there's a gaggle of geese and a pile of pirates exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so we were all like just standing there with the numbers of like our, our, I don't know, our contestant numbers on. And I was just like, hey, what's going on here? Like, so are are they going to ask us questions about our our costumes or what? Or is there just a secret person that is talking to everyone but is pretending to be a contestant? I didn't know what was happening, but definitely... Everybody was trying to talk to me. They were just like, a pastel pirate. (laughs) It was just like, we need to know about this. And I'm just like, oh, hi. (laughs) I imagine like you being at guest services and the lady's like, you should sign up for the costume contest. And you're like, oh, excuse me. This isn't a costume. This is my fashion. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Why don't you look things up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. And, like, I think it is kind of interesting, though, that, like, it's just not usual to be pulling from Lolita rather than historical fantasy garb. I feel like that's what makes like me stand out not just like not just like the colors but it's just like oh we've never even like seen this type of fashion or this way of it coming together and you look kind of aristocraty and there's some people who like I've heard of are you are you kawaii 
And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I like to think I am. Right. Just like, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's not very specific, but you're not wrong. <laughs> But yeah, so I think that's kind of a thing. So that's how I got the third place, even though I was just like, I only made this prop, which was I made this like, I took a plastic pirate pistol that I got from Renfair, I think in 2019, and I spray painted it and glued a bunch of seashells and charms and stuff to it to make it like kind of like a mermaid pistol thing i guess unusual hard decor fashion i um drilled in some eyelets and have a chain going around it so then i can carry it like a purse um instead of me actually having to have it in my hand and everything so i'm just like well i got third place based off of this little prop i went back to the shop where i purchased the uh plastic pistol from and they were just amazed they're just like wow but yeah i felt really good i was so nervous about putting together the outfit i was just like hopefully this wig looks good i got it off of like etsy so i'm just like i don't know what this is gonna look like and like in real life and then yeah, just being really nervous that I wasn't going to do good makeup on the day because like, I always say that I'm going to practice my makeup before the a big event, but then I don't. I mean, it's like so much work. I know. And then I keep thinking like, I'm never, I'm not going to do it the same way anyway. Like, what if I, I like peak on the, on the practice day, on the dress rehearsal, and then I like <laughs> mess up on the actual day. So I don't know. So I'm just like, I was so nervous. Like Simon was saying like, I'm so excited for Bristol Run Fair. And I'm just like, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so no. scared. This thing is just not going to look good. And I've been building it up and now it's not going to look good, but it did end up looking good. And I think I got the, exactly the type of reactions that I, I wanted to get. Yeah, it was a big ego boost. It was just like, yes, I am at this thing. Nobody knows about Lolita here. And <laughs> then it can just feel like I'm the Lolita person. Usually I do see people wearing Lolita though, randomly at the fair, but I, I didn't see it the two days that I went, so. Interesting. But I'm glad you had a good time and I'm glad despite the heat, you were able to enjoy yourself. Yeah, um, there were some pretty shiny pictures. I, I will I will say oh that. No. Where I'm just like, wow, I look sweaty. Um, we'll try to um, have distracting uh, stickers. <laughs> look at the stickers. So there's so many beauty filters now and like beauty apps. They should make one to like take away shine. Oh, <laughs> if you're like yeah. too oily or if... Uh, too sweaty. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. App developers, do it. Yes. <laughs> um, also, make ones that don't make people just look super pale. Less of those. I need more vivids, more saturation ones. Exactly. I don't. I don't understand the. Well, I. I, I know why it happens, but it's disappointing because I love all the. I love all the colors and it's like, well, now it, it made all the colors go away. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I don't, my goal is not to look like porcelain doll, like, but yeah, it's like they're Chinese apps, I guess. And so they have different priorities. Even me, I'm like, make me orange. 
<laughs> right? Exactly. It's like, that's literally what I want. At least as a decora person, I'm just like, I want to look as like saturated as possible without looking like a Oompa Loompa. So that's the filter I want. Make me look like an Oompa Loompa at this point. <laughs> I'm just like... Let it go. <laughs> it's like, I just choose the food ones. The food ones. <laughs> I'm just like, I am a tasty treat. I am a entree and I need to uh, pump up the color. I seem to pick the ones that are like purple and pink and blue. I like those too. Yeah, they just add a lot of color to everything in my opinion. There's one called Pinky on B612. I really like that because it like keeps my skin tone a little bit like truer, like doesn't go so pale sort of thing. And then it like blasts up all the pinks or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, that's really good when I'm wearing a lot of pink sometimes. Sometimes not because I'm just like, whoa, you totally vibrated that pink and now it looks crazy. (laughs) So that's fried, crispy. Yeah, exactly. Crispy chicken pink. And I'm just like, that's (laughs) too much. And then there's also Miracle and Innocent. Innocent's really good for the blues. Miracle is kind of a warmer toned thing. So usually I stick with pinky, but but those are my other two. My top three are Violet tropical and tropical blue Ooh, i like those names it's very like you know what you're getting when you're clicking Mm -hmm, on that i'm like miracle what does that mean that doesn't (laughs) tell me anything about the colors um that's gonna be happening here i also like the uh vintage ones sometimes those are cool like there's like analog two i still want to find a reason that uses one called 90s pink which does this like grainy like pink overlay over it i'm just like oh man i could look like 90s anime or y2k what if you did a hard decor a poly pocket thing yeah yeah i just need like the proper outfit for it like i feel like i look good in it but then it doesn't fit the theming i'm just like oh well this is a pirate thing i don't need to look like this there's also vintage kid which seems really cool which turns everything to looking like it's like vhs quality i like that one that one's very vibrant but it definitely makes everything super yeah the graininess and stuff of it and i'm just like oh okay that would be good for like a different sort of photo shoot but i i keep it in mind anyway we like totally went on a filter tangent (laughs) (laughs) speaking of like these different photo shoots and the filters and the goals you have fulfilled a goal, sir. I have. I have very much. I'd say for the past like three years, I've been I've been holding my my red solo cup in the corner of the party for a while of the Gyaru party, <laughs> and I've been admiring all the Gyarus from afar, going, "Oh, I want to do that, man! I want to do that. It looks so pretty." And for a while, I practiced some more Gyaru style makeup, but it never felt like I hit the mark with it. Mm -hmm. It always just was too much. It was too much. And I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And looking at other gyaruo, I always felt like I had to have a specific hairstyle to do gyaruo because that's all you see. All the gyaruo that are popular have the very wispy, spiky hairstyle. And I don't have that. I don't like it. I don't like it on me. It feels very much like like a grown out version of the Karen hairstyle. Oh. It's not for me. I don't like it for me. I like it on other Gyaruo. 
I don't like it for me. Also, a lot of the gyaruo that you see in photo spreads are doing more of a classic gyaruo style, very glam, kind, kind a little gaudy, or it's amekaji. Yeah. Like, those are the two amekaji, that you typically yeah. see. It's like the typical glam, gaudy gyaruo or the amekaji gyaruo. I didn't like those for me either. I was always just like, I love to look at this, but I don't want to make this my my gyaruo wardrobe. So you're gonna have to make up a new a new thing. Well, I didn't necessarily make one up, but I feel like I am one of the few gyaruo who do this. I had the image of this gyaru, a uh, uh, gashiku raku gyaru in my mind, and I don't know if this image really exists. Maybe it's just like a conglomeration of different images that I've seen and my brain is making it into a single collage of one woman. But I have this image in my head of this gothic rock gyaru with like slightly droopy eyes, really up close at the camera, high angle, and she has like short not short, short, but more of Yaduo hairstyle. It's black and she has red glossy lips and she's making a face at the camera. She's like pulling down her, her lips with a finger and she's like making a snarl at the camera. And I had this image in my head one night and I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. Oh my God, I got to do that. But I was still like, what do I do with my hair though? Like, I just, there's nothing I can do with it. And then I was just like, fuck it. Like, I can't get the wispiness, but I can get the spikes in. So I wet my hair and I spiked it up and I did my makeup once. And I was like, no, this isn't right. Like, this is too Yamamba and um, this isn't right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just went way too low. I went way too big. But I don't know the look that I'm going for right now. So I looked up like rock gyaru, gashiku gyaru, and I scrolled through picture after picture after picture. And then I finally found like the look I was going for. And I zoomed in super close and I studied it for like 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, so the eye liner go follows the eye. It's a little big, but it's not as big as I've seen it. And then it touches back up at the bottom lash right in the middle. I have to be sure it touches it touches back up at my eye in the middle. Not going to go too far down. Then I got to get that point in the eye in the tear duct. Okay, I think I think I got this. I think I got it. And I relined my eye with eyeshadow and I redid the whole thing a second time and I was like, "Holy fuck, I did it. This is the look I've been going for." And I finally found my Gyaruo style. I'm not gonna force myself into the Gyaruo that are typically seen with the glam, gaudy, amekaji look, cause that just, that look isn't for me. And I'm not gonna get down on myself and mope around because I don't have the wispy hair and I never will. I'm just gonna fucking do what I want with my hair. I found the eye makeup I wanna do. I'm gonna stick with the black wardrobe because that's what I love. And like gothic just speaks to me. I've never seen any goth or rock gyaruo 
but I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be the gothic and rock Gyaruo. It's gonna be me. <laughs> I love it. That's, yeah, I love when people take on that challenge of just like, I'm gonna carve out a space. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of like a journey of trying to figure out what that final version or form it's gonna take. But yeah, I I think, yeah, you're on a good mission. Thank you. And I'm very excited. I'm very happy with how it turned out. I This also kind of goes along with a little bit of uh, HRT update. I have been seeing a few, a few small chin hairs growing Ooh. in, but it's, it's nothing to bat an eyelash at. They're there, but they're invisible at this point. Um, so I go in with mascara all the time now, and I just like highlight or like I intensify it. I usually don't like doing a mustache for myself, but recently I've really been feeling the mustache. So I did it and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh God, this is Captain Jack Sparrow mustache. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <Is that> <laughs> I'm kind of just rolling with it. It is what it is. I just need to break that association. <laughs> if what you did in that picture that I saw you post on Instagram of the Garuo outfit, I didn't think about that <laughs> at all. Oh, thank God, because that's what I thought. Thank oh, God, because I, it was at, it was in my head, like, just the mustache with the small goatee. And I know like he braids his, but like with the dark eyes, I was like, oh God, Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people did that at the Bristol Renaissance Fair too. They were just like, we're all going to be Jack Sparrows. (laughs) And it was like, wow, that an original idea in the bunch, huh? Everybody's Jack Sparrow. Um, I saw someone do like a Loki pirate combination. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, world's first gothic Yaduo right here. No, probably not, but I like to think in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're doing something, a path, a, a path less traveled. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, where's my Gyarusa? Where are my girls that like I can hang out with and also like protect and like kick men's ass? Yeah. Like I want to fight for my Gyarusa, like <laughs> please. <laughs> that's great oh my gosh that's that's my um my goal for for my transition is to just be the the man in any group of other femme presenting people that like people harass us and i turn around in my fucking pastels i'm like the fuck did you say (laughs) (laughs) that is what i want for that is my gender euphoria (laughs) Well, you're already doing a good job whenever I go shopping with you and the salespeople are trying to be like, hey, you should really buy this thing. And you're all like, if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. What he said. <laughs> I'm the type of bitch where I'm like, I won't start anything, but if you start it with me, I will go off like there have been too many times where i whip around i go what the fuck did you just say to me excuse me you fucking misogynistic bitch i yell i scream and i yell and i will fight for legal reasons this is a joke for legal reasons (laughs) 
But yeah, I really think you've got something there. Thank you. Speaking of getting something there, you definitely, you, you hit the mark. You and Monique have hit the mark recently. So please tell us about how International Decor Day went. Oh, yes. We're bearing the lead. <laughs> a big holiday happened over, you know, the end of July, July 31st. We had our first International Decor Day. Monique and I hosted it, and we were not thinking we were going to get any sort of like, not like no response. But not like a big response. <laughs> like we thought like, <laughs> we'll get like 10, 20 people at the most and we'll feel good about it. And we'll be like, yeah, we'll go bigger next year. We, there was a lot of stuff going on. And yep, that's just going to be the thing. And it was just like midnight rolls in and then we, we're starting to get people posting in the hashtag and tagging us. And we're just like, okay, okay, okay. And then it turns into like, oh, there are hundreds of people doing this thing and posting their looks and drawing their pictures inspired by decor of fashion. Style icons that I've looked up to, like Maho Prince, like talking about like how much Decora has changed their lives. You know, people doing heartfelt speeches and stuff like that, just being like, yeah, this is how we want it. Like the first time to like go I wanted to see a lot of people like doing like dipping their toe into Decora and trying out their first chords and just having people talk about you know their really good experiences uh with the fashion and then um yeah the seeing people's artwork you know there was just this added bonus too I didn't expect so many people to thank us I guess of like thank you for you know hosting this day and it, like acknowledging the work that we put into it we kind of just I kind of just thought people were just going to post and then hashtag international decora day and then you know that's it but for people to say like hard decora and decora demon or saying like at etc comic they're starting this thing i'm just like oh right you know like people you know are acknowledging the work that we put into this and and seeing it across different platforms of people posting and on facebook instagram and twitter we got a tiktok in and i did my first TikTok in a while, I guess. And, and that went over well on Instagram. People seem to in, enjoy my little... I did like a TikTok saying like, reasons why I love Decora. And, you know, listed some different reasons. I guess take in a TikTok fashion listicle. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, wow. I've never done one of those sorts of videos. And I was just like, all right, cool. People liked that. Yeah, it was just a cool thing to like feel like we started something and people being like we're really excited for next year and I'm just like oh my gosh but special thanks to Cybergirl who was just like putting the word out there about International Decora Day like just as hard as us without any prompting we weren't like Cybergirl <laughs> please please tell people about International Decora Day no she was just like I believe in this day and <laughs> <laughs> just posted a lot about it and so it's just like yay and i want to like thank all the people who like just shared about it too before then like even when we were just making posts about it people sharing it on instagram and stuff i think that's what kind of like made the day really happen yeah that was yeah that was just a cool a cool little community moment of just like we have our day to like dress up 
the way that we want. We don't have to try and like fit into other people's styles on their days. <laughs> I really enjoy that because there is like kind of a sentiment that Lolita fashion kind of dominates the J fashion world. So it's nice to have that um, representation of other J fashions as well. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I was unfortunately unable to partake because I was in LA for a while visiting family. So I was away from my wardrobe, disappointingly. But there is next year for me and I am determined to make the time for it then. And I'm excited because, because of COVID, one, and because of the heat, two. I don't go OTT as much recently because yeah, just having sure. so many things on my body, it's like, ugh. Also, my hair is short and I can't fit all the clippies I want. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got to do bracelets and necklaces and pins or something like that. I think it is a good thing that I didn't do it this year just so I can get my hair to grow out. I can continue the collection. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to like rush into the day because then you're going to like feel all like shitty about the outfit you put together or something. I hate that feeling. But I'm glad it went well and it makes me very happy to look forward to other days and maybe someday we'll get other days like fairy k day or like pop k day or fucking uh visual k day goth day i think no there is already a goth day i believe but yeah just more i want more there's vampire day that's supposed to be a thing um happening this year maybe kind of like uh inspired by um black fay day which the official account like commented on my International Decor Day post and followed me. Oh my gosh! So I was just like, oh my gosh, I've been acknowledged by another day! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, cool, we're a part of the the unofficial style day. The day club. The day club. <laughs> we are the council of days. Right, oh, that sounds so cool. <laughs> so, I don't know, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we have our own day now. We're like, we're official. But yeah, it was definitely hard. I didn't dress up exactly on the day, no. I had work on that day. So, and I didn't want to like call off, I guess. Because whenever I call off like a weekend day, they're like, oh, but you want a, a bunch of days in a row during the week, right? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I just want to have those days off. And then you don't have to add any more days. It's fine. <laughs> just give me those days off. And they're just like, no, we don't have enough people working here for that. So I ended up like dressing up a few days before. Also, my family was coming over too. So I had one day to be like, you need to make this outfit, do the photos and the and the TikTok that you don't know how to do. Oh, it was so much pressure. Like, I do not wish that sort of pressure on, like, anyone. Like, during the... Two times during the creation of the TikTok, which I did not totally understand what I should make. I was like, am I doing that thing where you're just standing and there's music? Am I just posing? Or, or am I trying to do one of those transition things where you're like, I'm in normal clothes, and then... I'm in my OTT clothes, or am I doing, am I talking about something? I didn't know what I was doing. I like, somewhere in the middle of it, I don't know what inspired me, but I was just like, I could talk about what I like about decor. I could do one of those word things. Yeah, let's try to do one of those word things. What song? Oh my God, I gotta choose a song. And yeah. 
What would you define to, define as the word thing? I think Shaw makes a lot of videos like this where it's like there's a lot of just like text and they're not like, you know, there's no voiceover. There's just like a text talking about something. And usually I associate it with some sort of informational sort of thing. Or sometimes people do a, a skit with themselves with the words. That's kind of my definition of it. The newness of TikTok makes it so that it's just like, I don't know what type of post this is. I see people doing it. I don't know how they're doing it or what made them think to do it. Um, <laughs> and there's no article explaining the common posts by J Fashion Tick. You just got to look at it and then just sort of guess, I think they did this. Whenever I have to be on camera, I end up feeling like I'm on stage. So it's just some sort of anxiety gets triggered that doesn't make any sense. And so I was just like panicking about it when it actually got a lot of traction. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Cause <laughs> I posted this thing and it was like nothing. I would have like my work. Yeah, that was that was a cool day. I'm glad people enjoyed it. I I enjoyed seeing people um, celebrate it, and hopefully we can bring it back and do more things on that day. I mean, maybe we'll be able to have meets or something. Ooh. Maybe we'll be able to do something like that. I, I figure probably in like more in California, like Harajuku Day LA or something get together. If I did Chicago, then it'd be like the quad. We, we would be trying to like cobble together a thing because I'm just like, oh, I feel like in, Cal in, in like LA, there's a bunch of colorful people. Just congregate it there rather than here. It's just like, oh, Lolita, we got some Fairy K people and we got some Garu and then me. One Decora, <laughs> our resident Decora kid, right? Exactly. So I'm just like, uh, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully next year, yeah, meets would be um, easier to do. Or if there's a convention on that day, people can meet up, you know, at a convention and be like, yeah, this is my Decora Day outfit or something like that. I think it would be cool if we hosted a meet that was open to all fashions, but like they had to like do some element of decora, like Lolita decora, Fairy K decora, Gyaru decora, like that'd be sick. Right, exactly. Or, you know, Darkora or Punkora. That's what I decided to do was just, for some strange reason. It was just like, instead of doing classic decora, I'm gonna try and do some sort of Punkora thing. And I had my bottom lashes like I was doing Garu. So I'm just like, so putting that together is pretty cool. Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, if we did one here, it would have to be like a try your hand at decora meet. But I think those are fun. I like pushing people's boundaries. And I and I just hope that other people like it. <laughs> right, right. Like if if all this day became was just like a get new people into Decora Day, that's super awesome. Because I think with International uh, Lolita Day, it feels like if you're a true Lolita, celebrate this day. But it's not like the day to like, this is my day to do my first Lolita chord. Like, it doesn't feel like that for some reason. Whereas just like maybe International Decora Day could be like if you've been waiting and thinking about it, this is the day to, to start your new chord and like get into it without feeling like people are going to judge you because it's explicitly stated that this is a way to celebrate the day. I like that a lot. 
as things are beginning to, well, I shouldn't say open up because some things aren't. Things are in flux right now as far as like having yeah. in-person yeah. events. I don't know. Yeah, the safety of, of that. There are still virtual events going on in the J fashion community that are very fun. And hopefully they'll stick around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Or some element of it. Because uh, I think they're definitely more accessible. Totally. But yeah, there's a lot of upcoming events. Uh, Kamila, I know you have the list. Yeah. So uh, first up I want to talk about is J Fashion University. J Fashion University is a one-day virtual mini event consisting of J Fashion 101 panels aimed to help educate those who are new to J Fashion. This can be intros of any kind of J Fashion shopping guides, advice on budgeting, sizing, etiquette, and how-to guides. This event will take place on September 4th, and panelist applications will be open until August 18th. This is a Bay Area K organized event. I may be participating in it. I'm talking with Hayden about maybe we do our own sort of like panel for it. Um, and then I've spoken to Monique about doing something Decora related for the uh, J Fashion University. And so there's also some other events happening. Rose Foray is an affiliate organization to Bay Area K, and they're hosting Virtual Versailles on September 24th through the 26th. And they will open panel applications for this on August 15th. I don't totally know too many details about the event, but by the name of it, I'm thinking, Melita. There's a Halloween event, which is uh, Grammary the Resurrection Ooh, on October spooky. 8th through 10th. This is by Bay Area K as well. And there's going to be a lot of Halloween oriented vendors and sales and releases during that event. So I'd keep my eye out for it. And then they are going to open panelist applications September 31st. Look out for it. Exciting. I am, ooh, that means Halloween decorations are coming soon. I know. I'm all, I already saw Halloween cereal, Frankenberry and Booberry and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I always get that every year. You know, I have never tried those. Wow. Every year I've got to like get it at least once. Though I keep thinking that, the recipe is different. They changed something about this. It used to taste fruitier. <laughs> and I just can't tell whether that's my that was my little kid brain or they actually changed something about it. That is so interesting. I'll have to I'll have to splurge on them this year. They also have one that's like all the all of the berries together and all of the marshmallows together. So they have all the cereal things together. So maybe if you splurge on the cereal, maybe you get the all together one and you'll just experience them, them all. I don't know. <laughs> I would have to like pick a few of them out though and just like have a handful. Just right. to be like, okay, what does this what one does this taste one like, like on its own? Right, that's true. I don't know. If you're a chocolate person, there's Count Chocula or... Yeah, so maybe choose that. I'm really just so excited right now. Oh, I love... I'm excited for fall to come. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't, I always want to like decorate for different things, random holidays, but I don't have like, I'm really bad at like home decor, like keeping up with home. I can keep up with outfits better 
it's it's a lot to invest in as well. For me, my big thing is like, what am I going to do with this when it's not Halloween? Right. Or like when it's not this day, like where am I going to put it? And like my big thing is like Christmas. I love decorating the tree, but I have like these other like lofty goals of like, I wish I could decorate the whole living room and the whole living room could be pastel Christmas. And I'm just like, oh, Kamala, you don't know how to keep that clean. You have clothes everywhere and you have these puzzles on the table and gotta like keep the space clear enough so that if I want to decorate it, uh, there's stuff there for that, but. It's a lot of work decorating and then undecorating. Yeah, yeah. My little sisters like that are like, 12 and 13 or something like that. They're like, I don't understand. Whenever I want my room to be clean, I just clean it. And I'm just like, you don't have anything. That's why. <laughs> you have nothing. You are a child. You are a child. You you have like 10 things. <laughs> I have <laughs> things accumulated over years. There are multiple rooms and multiple people. And I have a, I have a job and I have a self-employed thing that I'm doing. Cats. Yeah, I got cats taking care of lives here. <laughs> and then I also remind them, I have you over right now. <laughs> don't don't think that you guys aren't causing a mess right now. And they're like, what now? That she put that there. No, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, yeah, that's <laughs> the whole uh, degradation of that conversation. <laughs> So yeah, be sure to keep an eye out for those events coming up. With that, we would like to give a thank you to all of our patrons. So big thanks to Maria S., Avery G., Lindsay S., Selafilisi, Selafilishi, I still don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Maybe you'll tell us someday. Bella, Eva Sparkles, Marina K., The Stitches, Jazz, and Vesper. Jenna S, Candy Graffiti, Droz, or is it Drozet? <laughs> I like Drozet. I, I I feel like that's cool. Yuki S, Vicky, Messy Toy Box, Mariah B, Fluffy Kawaii Joe, Caitlin W, Kaya Tan, Jaded Island, and Poovy Thel. Thank you all so much for being dedicated patrons. We greatly appreciate you and for sticking with us through thick and thin. You are amazing. Thank you. And with that, let's take a break, grab a drink, grab something to nosh on, and then we'll be back with our interview for this month with Sean Chong Umeda. Before we get into our interview for this month, Kamila and I want to let you know about all of the ways that you can support OK Podcast. The best way to support OK is by joining our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you could submit questions to our monthly guests get access to bonus content and interviews, and be mentioned in our thank yous in every episode. We've opened a shop for OK. To visit our shop, go to ok-podcast.com shop. We'll be adding new items to the shop, so check back frequently. While you're on our website, subscribe to our newsletter. We send a wrap up every month, so you'll know all about the latest OK news. OK Podcast is also affiliated with Kawaii fashion brand Holly Tea Time. If you want to buy Kawaii clothes, support OK Podcast and get 15% off, 
Go to hollyteatime.shop slash discount slash podcast. And that is O-K-E-I exclamation point exclamation point capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T. <laughs> yes. Your discount will be automatically put towards your order at checkout. If you want to support OK Podcast for free, tell your friends about us. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our posts when you see them. We'd love to grow the community around OK and all of this helps to do so. And with that, let's head into this month's interview. And welcome back. Coming from the kawaii kingdom of rainbows and unicorns, Seanboy808, aka Seanicorn, or just Sean to us, is the residential fashion unicorn. Sean is a unique individual who blends the ideas of what is cute and colorful and makes it fashionable, specializing in fairy kay. He is a stern believer of fashion being genderless and that if you feel cute on the inside, then you are cute on the outside. Sean loves all things kawaii from the softest plushies, newest video games, and hottest fashion trends. He is an advocate for Asian American issues and representation as well as LGBTQ voices being gender fluid. He wants to prove to the world that it's okay to be different and with a little faith and love, anything is possible. Hi, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you two amazing people? <laughs> doing well. I'm, uh, it's hot. I'm in California right now, so it is warm. Yeah, and it's super hot here, too. I made it back from the zoo with my little sisters and my dad. Even they, they were complaining <laughs> about the heat. I'm currently in Hawaii right now. So um, it is muggy and hot as well, but I have the AC on full blast, the Starbucks on my <laughs> side. I think I'm good. Nice. It is a blessing having AC, like built-in AC. Like central air, yeah. Yeah, I went from my place just having a little little box window unit to my parents' place that has central AC, and I'm like, oh, it is so nice mm-hmm. everywhere in this, in this home. Right, <laughs> there's not just different weather happening in different rooms. <laughs> I go from one warm climate to the next, so I know AC is my best friend. I'd rather be in the freezing cold and layer up in the AC than like be like hot and just like I can't take anything else off and Agreed. I'm just like sweating being like a little sad clown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So we are talking about TikTok specifically. I think it's about time we got on the bandwagon a little bit there. So Sean, can you tell us more about your social media journey, like your work on YouTube, posting on Instagram, to now having even more success on TikTok? OMG, of course. (laughs) My journey through social media has been literally a journey through social media. Um, I, I like to talk about different generations of the kawaii community through waves. And that's also just me kind of like diving deep into my cultural anthropology major. So there's the original OG, OGers, I call them like the first wave, live journal, the forums. And then there's, uh, there's uh, generation 1.5, which is, I consider like, that's where I start my generation of the kawaii community is 
through social media, just like LiveJournal, uh, Facebook, and uh, MySpace. Ooh, MySpace. <laughs> but it's especially uh, the, the rise of Instagram. I feel like Instagram was a huge platform that kind of gave rise to a new generation of Kauai people in the community because it was a major a majority of it was, and still is to a degree, a photo sharing app. And, you know, when fashion is so photocentric and when um, aesthetics is really important and you have something that's very different, alternative, very colorful, there was a rise of young people, including myself, being like, ooh, what's this? Yeah, I feel like Tumblr too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think... Right now, we are kind of going through a new wave of Kauai people that I consider Generation 2, which is different than 1.1 and 1.5 because I feel like 1 and 1.5 still have the same age group, and 2 is like a whole new younger generation. And with TikTok, there's been a huge uh, rise of alternative fashion styles and aesthetics, especially, you know, like, example, cottagecore. Yeah, the cores. Um, mm-hmm. witch, witch Academia, like, all these types of cores. Mm-hmm. Kid core. Kid core. And in relation to that, a lot of uh, Ks or J fashions, which kind of bear similar aesthetics and styles, uh, kind of coincide with that. So a lot of people, when they look at one thing, like Kitcore, they might fall. They might see some stuff in Decora, and then they might be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. what's Decora?" So I think definitely, and that's that's why I consider Generation Two. Sorry, that was a big off tangent. I'm trying to give like a little history oh, lesson. Oh no, that's awesome. That's a perfect beginning start. You know, I think that's gonna get everybody on our level of why we're doing this interview with you. I'm just a huge nerd. First off. <laughs> <laughs> I just love doing research. I love research. Um, but my story, I started J Fashion. Just a real quick intro about myself. Hi, my name is Sean or Shawnee Boy 808. I call myself the patron of unicorns. That is self-proclaimed. Do not come for me. <laughs> my J Fashion journey, I started in 2016, 2017. Um, when I saw uh, when I saw a bunch of Lolitas, um, at a convention that I was throwing, uh, Anime Impulse, and I was like, wow, they're really cute. I want to, like, dress, like, super cute like them. I went to, uh, I went to the closest Forever 21 back in the day. They had a pastel section for dudes. I was oh like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is J Fashion, but all the pastel, J, uh, all, the, all the pastel, um, shirts and uh denim jeans and whatever which i actually own some still to to till to this day and i was like wow i'm just like them haha <laughs> no i kind of that, that was my start through just like the general kawaii aesthetic finding my own personal style and it wasn't until 2020 um did i actually really get into fairy k and then i actually joined a uh, fairy k community on discord and they've been really really cool and super helpful and i've been really able to kind of fine-tune and actually find the style and what I really like in J Fashion, in Fairy K specifically, because that is like my home for me. Um, And I've been, you know, doing that ever since. I've had my social media Instagram since 2014-15, but I wasn't even in J Fashion back then. I just had an Instagram. I posted food pictures, you know, (laughs) there's a picture of my dog. And then I started to kind of like slowly build my social media presence. And I was just, I was just very lucky with that. 2018 through 2020 was kind of when I quote unquote became an influencer. And I use that term very lightly. But I was able to meet with amazing brands. I was, I've been able to say that 
I've worked with Hello Kitties, Care Bears, Pushin, Tokidoki, uh, J Fashion Brands like ATDC Rags, 6%. Ironically, at that time, I tried to like do other things like, you know, YouTube. I had YouTube for like a year. Uh-huh, I stopped posting. It's been two years. <laughs> um, but I, but once I get to 100K, I, I said I'll get back to it. So it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. I, I've always, Instagram has always been like my bread and my butter. Uh, and then around 2020 was kind of the time where I was like, okay, I think I need to get like a full-time job. I wanted to be an influencer, content creator full-time, but it wasn't really working out, which is okay. And so I got a job in, in uh, digital advertising. Ironically, that was when I also started my TikTok and my TikTok blew up, which in correlation, my Instagram blew up and they both kind of went from, I, I'm very, and I'm, I will say, I, this is not like a brag at all, but this just tells you how amazing an opportunity can come if it comes to you, if you're lucky. Uh, I went from like 10,000 on TikTok in February. Now I'm at 127,000. Wow. In February on Instagram, I had like 20,000. Now I have like 97,000. Wow. So within the span of like six months, I've, I've been able to blow up to where I am today. And I'm very, very thankful. Um, and the opportunities that have been given to me within the past six months have been crazy and uh, again i'm just like really thankful humbled and working to milk it and make it last as much as possible mm -hmm. wow it's it's amazing how like the algorithms can bless us it can bless us and it can also uh crush us <laughs> to be quite honest yeah. no i yeah definitely right place at the right time sort of deal it literally is that. like you keep being consistent and putting out there and then you know, yeah, you got to be basically in it to win it. You know, you can't just do nothing and something happens to you. But sometimes it does seem like it just comes out of nowhere, you know. I say that with the knowledge that the algorithms are not good for anyone who are outside of the cishet norm. Our success cases, like you, Sean, are extremely fortunate uh, however few and far between and that in and of itself is unfortunate but I'm glad that it was able to find you because you are in my opinion one of the best spokespeople for J fashion at first off thank you so much that is a huge compliment coming from a you and you two specifically because I look up to both of y'all like no like real talk I'm not like this is not just like a friend being like a friendly compliment but like real talk mm. like y'all have been in the game for a while y'all have created a community and a space for other people and you really kind of built i would say a kawaii ecosystem of just like education love and acceptance and i think that's something that we definitely need so i'm really appreciative and i definitely look up to y'all in terms of can i be as amazing as these two maybe maybe <laughs> not we'll find out oh my gosh appreciate it and it's it's right back at you i mean like we we prop each other up yeah definitely yes yes so what do you think is special about displaying your style on tiktok as opposed to a photo on instagram or a longer form video on youtube and this is gonna be really great since you've done both yeah i mean i think each platform and oh gosh i i must sound like 
like my social media strategist job. Oh, by the way, I, for those who don't know, I work as a social media strategist at agency. So, <laughs> but um, I think each platform has its own specific niche or specialty, um, and you you have to really play to that. Except for Instagram, which you know, Instagram is trying to be like a jack of all trades kind of thing. Yeah. But back in the day, Instagram was very photo heavy. So you know, lookbooks. Photos, fashion, photography, you know, that was always the key, like art, stuff like that. That, However, with TikTok and YouTube, um, specifically TikTok, TikTok's all about short form content. TikTok's all about what can I do in 15 seconds to really make someone watch me, like me, follow me. You know, the average TikTok user spends less than two seconds on a video and will either, and within those two seconds, the TikTok user either follow and like or swipe up so within those two seconds what can i do to you know really impress people and the way someone put it to me which makes sense i have 15 seconds to put on a show so i have 15 seconds to go all out whatever i'm doing this needs to be condensed in 15 to 30 seconds 60 seconds youtube you have a long period of time, so it's long-form content. You can really go in-depth in, into things. You can really do more educational stuff. You can really get into the nitty and gritty of, of a certain topic or a certain style or of, of anything, to be honest. Well, short-form content, you can't really do that. So I guess those are the differences between the three. I like all of them. I mean, not gonna lie, I love photos. Even though even though photos don't do well anymore on Instagram, I'm a huge photo person. In a photo, there's so much that can be seen and thought and interpreted without without someone telling you that. However, I think TikTok is a good indicator of of content that can be more personality based versus visual based with tiktok there is motion and you have to actually be doing something and entertaining people within within that short time period rather than instagram where people can just stare for like seconds minutes even hours at a photo to see if they like it or not if you're staring for hours at a photo this is, this is a little weird <laughs> at least on instagram maybe it's like a master photo or something <laughs> i mean you you write you write about that if you're you're staying them or looking at somebody's than... profile. Oh, oh, oh. You're spiraling down yeah. Instagram if you start <laughs> doing that. Yeah, I I totally agree. I find it a little bit hard. Like there are educational things on TikTok, but I find it a little bit hard to follow because it's so fast and the words are going by so fast. And I'm just like, okay, I'm watching it again. Can we pause on that line? Because I didn't understand like... How did they get from here to here? Like, and even in a YouTube video, when they're teaching you how to do like a hairstyle or something, there'll still be little parts where I'm just like, wait, how did they do that? I mean, I seen, I'm seeing them do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing I really can't stand about like the TikTok style is people going like, did you know that this is a bit of a better And what we can do about it is this, this, and this. And did you know that blah, blah. And I'm just like, slow down. I can't understand you. I just like, I, I feel like I really like the outfit of the day things, you know, just, all right, I get to see the outfit in motion or something. That's kind of cool. Or yeah, the little jokes yeah, and stuff. But the, actually, the funny thing is, like, the Gen Zers, because I'm not obviously Gen Z. I wish I was. They can decipher that information super quickly. Even though it's super fast for us, like, to them, they're just like, yeah, I got it. So I'm just like, that's crazy. But, like, you know, TikTok is super Gen Z heavy. And with 
the second being millennials. So that also puts into consideration as to like, you know, what you want to do, you know, where your demographic is. But I think TikTok is an amazing platform. I don't, it's not perfect. I will be the first to say no platform is perfect and I will be on the hill telling each platform to their face what you're doing wrong. But I think TikTok is an amazing opportunity for a lot of people to have a voice. There's this idea that anyone can have a voice, anyone can be a content creator, anyone can be an influencer through TikTok. And that uh, there's so much limitless potential, especially with this younger generation, with Gen Z and Gen Alpha being on it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head about that. How would you define the audience that's watching J Fashion TikTok? We kind of already touched upon it, how it's a younger generation. Who are they? What are they doing? What are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? No, um, obviously TikTok is, I feel like, very Gen Z focused. Well, I honestly, I think a lot of these people are kids uh, or like maybe young 20 year olds. I know that definitely my audience is younger because there's a lot of them that I'm like, I'm eight. I'm like, oh gosh, you're eight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, you have a phone at eight? Oh my gosh. Like, I have a phone at 14. <laughs> no, but a lot of them are younger. I think a lot of them are interested and I'm very happy and to know that a lot of them want to be educated and I, and I have the time and the energy to educate and to just tell people, you know, this is the good thing. This is thing maybe to look out for advice, like where to shop, where not to shop. You know, what are what are these styles? Tell people you should follow this person if you want to learn more about this style. Um, but a lot of times I've noticed that these uh, TikTok users, a lot of them are younger. A lot of them, I, I think, are feel misunderstood, feel different, and they want to be able to express themselves, but they don't know how. And a lot of them find out that J Fashion is a great outlet for creativity for them. Mm -hmm. God, that's wild. Just like having a child that young in your audience is mind blowing to me. It's crazy. Like when I find the age of some, a lot of them, I mean, a lot of them are like under 17 uh, on TikTok, which is different than my Instagram. My Instagram audience is 24 and above. So it's, it's a huge dichotomy difference, but a lot of them are cool. I mean, I also, it's, it's, a, it's a very fickle area, gray area TikTok because I get a lot of love and I also get a lot of hate, uh, which is different than Instagram where I honestly, I think I have a lot of love and very little hate. But that's, I think, again, the beauty of TikTok is that anyone can become popular through the For You page. And, you know, sometimes my videos end up on the wrong side of TikTok or my lives end up being on the wrong side of TikTok. And like I've talked about it, um, like on Facebook, I, I showed a snippet of a video. I did a live and there ended up being like the biggest live I've ever done. There was like 200 people in my live, literally like a good 50 to maybe even 100 of them were like haters or trolls. And they would like say a lot of like homophobic, transphobic, racist remarks. And I was like, how did this happen? Where do you find me? Like, how did this appear on my For You page? This reminds me of when you go on something like Hooked on the Look or something, and the audience that, that gets that content isn't like the people that's like, yeah, I'm just open to like new creative ideas and forms of expression. That audience is they're like- They're gawkers. Yeah, they're gawkers. They're just like, what is this? Oh my God. And so it's interesting that I'm like, yeah, on TikTok- it's like, you know, a little bit turbulent. The way that it works 
isn't where it's just, oh, okay, there's this groove. And as long as you put the right hashtags, you're going to reach the right people. It's just like, you could be reaching anybody sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's it's like the hate. I mean, I can handle it. Like I'm, I'm an OG internet person back in the day. I went through thick skin. I have thick skin. I was a troll back in the day myself, so you can try me, but I've, I've been through it not, but like, I know that a lot of people don't have that thick skin, you know? Um, so that's the one thing I'm definitely worried about is like obviously mental health and just like the mental health of the younger generation and how social, social media can't affect that. But like I have moderators now because sometimes the hate gets so much that like I have a set of moderators on my lives on TikTok and I don't have to personally like block someone every five seconds. I can have someone else do it for me. Who do you think are these people who are, like, sending this hate to you? Yeah, is that the same, like, Gen Z audience? Or is it, like, some other random older audience or something? Um, I mean, a lot of these people are blank profiles. So that says, you know, speaks to itself. Um, or profiles where it's like they don't show their face. A lot of these people don't show their face. They, a lot of them are trolls. A lot of them are blank profiles. I don't think I've ever found a profile that had, like, someone be like, this is the real me. However, <laughs> um, I on Instagram, I, someone tried that and I found out it was this like 16-year-old kid. I was able to find the mom's uh, email and email the mom with all of the, the hate, with the troll comment that um, the, the child left. And I was like, hey, is this how you're raising your child? Just let yeah. you know, you know. Sleuthin. <laughs> I'm ruthless. <laughs> TikTok, I feel like, is a lot more of a wild frontier than the other social media platforms that have kind of like stabilized um so there is the good and there is the bad so it's you know it's it's hard yeah people can be vicious but we have the ogs the veterans we have our own communities that support us in the background that's just like we know what we're doing we can always go back to our support systems and say like you know like look at this crazy thing somebody said wow i haven't gotten comments like that since you know, like back in the day or whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we don't care because we it's like we've been through this many times. It's not new to us. Right, exactly. So uh, that's that's interesting. Um, and in connection with that, there's been a lot of hubbub about misinformation going on through J Fashion on TikTok. Have you seen any and what are your thoughts on it? Oh, yes, there is so much misinformation. Um, And I think it's, I don't want to say it's anyone's fault per se. You know, when you have a younger generation of individuals who don't really know, uh, don't do their research or history. Outside of TikTok, you know, in the real life community, all they have is like the 30 second or the 15 second videos they've been watching exactly and they just base information off of that rather than like you know being in the community well and like and that's also a a kind of a good segue as well for something else i'm about to say is because tiktok has in my personal opinion there's been a huge boom of j fashion um enthusiasts of kawaii people again because of tiktok but because they only know tiktok and they don't know, like, you know, the the communities, like, they, they have never been to a Lolita meetup, they haven't been to a convention, you know, there's a lot of things that they don't know or don't understand yet. Um, and I feel like sometimes when you try to educate them, they get offended. 
so it is what it is um, in terms of that. But there is a lot of misinformation. I feel like with kids, they like find something that they really, 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 really like. And they jump into the deep end with two feet in. And I know every kid hates hearing this because I hated hearing this. But they know everything. And they want to say their piece and they want everyone to hear it. But they don't know that they're spreading misinformation. And then when someone comes in and tries to correct them, they they don't really know how to regulate that emotion of being confronted with something. You know, it is a, it's a fight, flight, or freeze reflex. Even though it's something that's so minuscule to us, to adults, to kids, it's like, oh my god, someone is talking about me in a rude way. Like, what do I do? And they jump into fight and they go into like, you don't know anything and like, blah, 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 blah. And they get angry. Right, and you're not even in person with them. The one thing I notice is like, like on the internet, you don't feel this sense of like respect for the person that that's talking to you. It's just like, you're just some other blank avatar that's saying something to me. They don't know about like, oh, this person has been in this community for years. Like like the experience and wisdom that the person they're talking to may have, they just think you're on their same level. Even like I, I work at a part-time as a caricature artist at the zoo. And oftentimes people don't, my, I guess, customers don't realize how old I am. And so they talk, start talking about their different like styles and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I went through my decora phase. I'm just like, how did you go through a decora phase? You're in eighth grade. How many phases have you gone through? Was that like a month? Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're just like, oh my gosh. And then this thing. And then like there's catacore and there's kid core and then this thing. And it's just like, then I reveal to, I, I'm, I'm empathizing with them, relating to them. And then I'm like, reveal that I'm 29. And they're just like, oh, I didn't know you were 29. I didn't know you were like, like this thing. And I'm just like, yes, I have been in the community for you. Like reveal, I take off my mask. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I don't think they have that sort of like, that opportunity. You're just like an avatar. You're just a, a username at that point. And they're just like, you're just some other 12-year-old like me trying to tell me what to do. And I think even when they recognize that it's like someone who does have more wisdom than they do, they don't want to be proven wrong. So they they get really defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point, you're trying to save face. It's really public, too, these conversations. To go with that, it's and this is maybe me thinking way too hard into this, but it's, you know, it's about your ego and no one wants their ego to feel deflated, mm-hmm. you know? So when when someone tells you no, that's not it, when it may when that may be true, you go, you know, your response is no, blah because of XYZ argument. You know, you try to defend yourself because you don't want your ego, your quote unquote social status to go down because you not may not be as educated or or you may be wrong about a subject which even if you're wrong there's nothing wrong with that everyone isn't always right 100 percent of the time everyone can grow and get better at stuff it's also especially on social social media no one wants to be educated which leads to a lot of misinformation like asian fishing cultural appropriation yeah i think sorry that's a better word not asian fishing because i know that that term in general maybe isn't i think that term is being misused in some ways on tiktok even to the point of 
Asian people being accused of Asian fishing somehow. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, this is terrible. Or people who, of other races that have like just almond shaped eyes naturally being accused of being um, of Asian fishing. I'm just like, what's going on on here? Why is that happening? And then there, there's probably definitely legit cases of these things happening too. So I'm just like, wow, this is like a lot. Or just being saying or saying that like, hey, you're like culturally appropriating this thing by wearing J fashion. You can't wear that. That's their thing. And I'm just like, oh, this is not like how kimonos are. That's different than the than the fashion scene. And, and if they knew the histories of the influences that are global influences for these fashions um, and the designers knowing more about the people who make the clothes and the styles originally and how much they want to spread their style and have worked with Americans to celebrate their work. It's just like, you don't know that. And you haven't interacted with any of them, haven't interacted really with these artists and stuff. And that's where like being in the community would be more beneficial to these things that are happening. <laughs> I think it started off as a good cause. And I understand. And there was there was reason for it. Um, but I think just like, again, on TikTok, you only have 15, 30 seconds, a minute to explain yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't understand the nuance. A lot of people want to be social justice warriors about topics that they may not be educated in. And they just jump onto the bandwagon of, oh, you're wrong, when in fact, they're not wrong. But because a group of people, one person started to say you're wrong and started to, and then it started to build momentum. Now everyone's saying you're wrong when in fact that person was never wrong. To your fact, I think there's a difference between cultural appreciation, cultural appropriation, because there has been people who have talked about like, what can I wear? What can I wear? What can't I wear? J fashion to me in, in a very general, somewhat blanket statement, I think is it should be available for everybody. It is a style. Uh, it is not someone's culture per se. There may be some cultural significance to some people within J fashion, but I think it is first and foremost a style rather than an actual person's culture, um, which, you know, it goes hand in hand. And this is me speaking as, you know, Japanese American. I lived in Japan for a little bit. It's one thing to wear J fashion and appreciate it. It's another thing to be like, I created this style called Decora. And it's like, no, you did it. And then you start taking the credit and then you start being money from it, then that's obviously when it crosses the line. To your point, a lot of J Fashion's brands, owners, they want to have other people celebrate their clothing, you know, their style, their aesthetic. J Fashion has gone global and is continuously going global and more and more people are doing it. I'm so happy for it. Uh, I'm so happy that so much people get to express themselves in different ways that they had never thought of. Um, but the misinformation is very rampant. And I'm very glad there are a lot of TikTokers who are J fashion that have been speaking up and, you know, being putting their foot down and being like, no, this is not cultural appropriation. No, this is not Asian fishing. Facts, 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 you know? One thing that needs to be said in the conversation, in my opinion, is that alternative fashions are a part of every culture. An alter alternative fashion is not something that is exclusive to... Japan. Yes, the style of the alternative fashion is different throughout every culture because every culture has their own influences, but alternative fashion in and of itself is not exclusive. We wouldn't hold anyone 
to the same standard if it was goth. Uh, and like, of course, this does come into the fire of like, it's hard to culturally appropriate from like colonizer countries. But you know, gothic alternative fashion was like originally German. And we don't hold it to the same standard as we do Japanese alternative fashion. There are alternative fashions in every country. It is not exclusive to one nationality, to one country. There are other aspects of fashion that are, but there are always those people who are on the fringes of every society. And I think we as a collective of communities are very adamant in sharing that with other people who understand the struggle. Right, right. I mean, we we just need to make it a point to continue to center Japanese people and designers and things like that when we're wearing and talking about the fashion, you know, and making sure, you know, we're supporting the people who created these things and and then also supporting people of color in these fashions as well outside of Japanese creators too. Again, I think there's nothing wrong with, again, wearing J fashion no matter who you are. I believe J fashion is for everyone, no matter your age, your ethnicity, your gender. Like, it's totally fine for you to buy a cardigan from a well-known Fairy K brand and wear it when you're not Japanese. It's another thing to copy the brand's work and call it your own. Just throwing it out there because that has happened before. But I agree that we need to center, you know, around you know Japanese voices and the and the brands. And not only that, but again, I think rather than speak over, you should amplify the people who are within the community, their voices. So if you're not part of the community, it's great to support. But I think the best way to support people rather than yelling over them is to be like, hey, maybe we should listen to this person because they actually have been in the scene, been in the style for so long. Or just like, wait, you know, you have a knee-jerk reaction to this and then just like, you know, wait, look at a few more people's profiles, look at people's long-form videos explaining why they, they're wearing what they wear and where it comes from and stuff like that before just like... I have this opinion, I need to say it right now. Just wait, because sometimes that's a lot of the reason why I don't post a lot of like rants or something like that on like Facebook or Instagram or something like that, because I'll have an opinion. And then after a while, like maybe a week or two later, I'll see an, an article from another perspective. And I'm just like, huh, that's a little bit of a nuance I didn't uh, realize before. I'm going to consider that as well. And just like, yeah, mull it over, listen to other people's comments on uh, the situation before you just make a full on statement upon it. And yeah, and that's that's why I enjoy doing this podcast so much too, of just like interviewing somebody who's like, you know, more intimately involved with the situation possibly. Yeah, just having a discussion rather than a uh, soliloquy, um, a monologue <laughs> <laughs> with myself on the internet. Is that something we did in high school? Yeah. <laughs> we did that in high school, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I was just so like soliloquy. I'm just like, what? I still know that word. I don't know where that came from, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> right. It sounds right. Um, monologue. I feel like, okay, I know what that. That's like soliloquy. I'm just like, wow, Kamila. <laughs> where did that come from? Um, there is a lot of gatekeeping or, so let me phrase this correctly. There's a lot of people, I don't want to be careful. There's a lot of people who think that 
certain people are gatekeeping. And to my response, I don't, I think, again, it's the misinformation that is very rampant around TikTok, where the greatest example I can think of is Lolita, because I'm on Lolita Talk a lot. I don't know how I end up there. TikTok just ends up me being on Lolita Talk, and I don't mind it because I think Lolitas are amazing. Um, I think their aesthetic is amazing, you know, their dedication, the money they spent is amazing. And so like, I know, I, I noticed that like, a lot of people will be upset when it's like, if you were this, which may not be to some, a lot, a lot of the general consensus of not Lolita, you know, your outfit is still really great. Your outfit is still super cute, super kawaii, but it may not be Lolita. And I think, again, it's a very fine line of like gatekeeping and not gatekeeping. Um, and you know obviously individual style and I see, again I think it also factors in when you have a younger generation who wants to be included and wants to put a name to something and when someone tells them that oh that may or may not be it and try to educate them they get upset because they want to put their name they want to put a name to it to feel like they belong but there might be something that puts them just on the cusp of not being the style it may still be a great aesthetic and a great style but there may they may be missing something that is possibly quintessential to to the style um it could still be a great outfit but there's some defining factors of a style that makes the style what it is and yes you can always break the rules uh because i've done it quite a lot um but with if you to me if you make if you keep the core elements of what makes that style that style you know you'll be good. But I, feel, I don't, you know, it's that gray area of how far you can take it. And so I've been seeing that a lot. It, again, for me, it's really hard. I'm not Lolita, so I can or cannot say like what's Lolita, what's not Lolita. But I see it in the comments all the time. And I, I, start, and I start to think like, what is a certain style and what isn't a certain style? And how far can you push and stretch it before it isn't what it is anymore? And it's hard to find those lines for some people. And, you know, the lines may be different for other people. It is somewhat subjective. So in what ways are these TikTok icons on J Fashion different from other icons on other social media platforms? Like, how are you and other icons making the app and their style work for them? To answer your first question of what is the difference between icons on other social media apps like YouTube or Instagram versus, you know, on TikTok, I think a lot of the TikTok icons, it's more personality first, the fashion second, um, where it's more about doing the trends, doing things that may be popular, having a, a series that is very popular, finding a formula that works for you, and then incorporating your fashion into it rather than putting your fashion exactly first and having everything else try to fit that. For example, me and Instagram, like, you know, my fashion comes first and like, you know, my style comes first and like pictures and stuff like that before the reels. Um, but then after, you know, TikTok happened, it was like, okay, well, TikTok is all about personality. You know, I feel like people are very nuanced. So having a very nuanced, interesting personality or a persona, if you want to have a persona, plays a bigger role. Um, and then, you know, people stay for the fashion. So it's personality first, fashion second. Why well, I feel like Instagram and YouTube possibly is fashion first, personality second. Mm, that's very insightful, at least to me. <laughs> I would think it would be fashion first because it's so eye-catching. 
But I think it's really interesting that the personality really needs to be banging for people to be interested. I would, you would think that first, you know, um, but like my fashion videos don't do as well as my non-fashion videos. You more, the, to the main topic is something outside of fashion and you just see, but I'm still wearing J fashion. Right, while you're talking about it or whatever, yeah. Exactly, because um, like my, my old TD videos on TikTok don't do well at all, honest. And that's why I stopped doing them. They don't do well. But, you know, like when I do trends and I talk about, you know, being gender fluid or I talk about, you know, Asian representation or my, the series that I've, you know, been known for and it just it, that incorporates G fashion into it, it does well. But it's not always going to be the main focus compared to like Instagram where, again, you know, my reels are more J fashion forward. My photos obviously is J fashion first and foremost. So I think that is the biggest difference between the two. I, I guess I answered the second question of what I do differently where TikTok is very much, you know, again, personality based. So I, I focus a lot more of showcasing who I am as a, you know, as a person and my journey while incorporating J fashion, but not a taking center stage it's more of a it's like the icing on the cake you know the personality is the actual cake and then the fashion is like the icing yeah i can see that with some other people who like i remember i know this like voice actor that's doing like like just talking about being non-binary and then their journey of like okay i'm going to like have my license and everything changed and just starting from the beginning of that process and getting to the end of that process and people have been like really following that and just also them talking about yes I'm also a voice actor though and like I really want to like do those things as well and their journey with that and so I'm just like wow it's not just about their talent as a voice actor it's about their personal story. I can see how that can also be dangerous or too personal though, because you know, parasocial relationships can develop easily that way. And I think it's very important to have a certain degree of separation from who you are online versus who you are in real life and what you show people. Right, right. I do see that, especially with other apps being like, well, everything needs to be TikTok now. And I'm just like, well, you know, there could be a space for that, a space for for talking about your personal story and a space for just like, I'm just going to show pictures of this thing or, you know, I'm going to do a long form nuanced video, well researched on the topic or something with a YouTube video or something like that. If everything's TikTok, then you're just like, well, you have to turn your whole life into a reality TV show in order for you to have a personal brand. And I'm just like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's not great. Yeah, there are, there are some videos that come across my For You page that I can't watch because I'm like, I don't want to know about you this way. This is like, this is too much for me. I don't know you in this way and I don't feel comfortable seeing you like this. And it makes me uncomfortable that some people are using TikTok like as a form of therapy. I, I personally think that making the internet your support system and like people who can gas you up it's like I I don't want to do that for you I don't know you and like I do understand that there's a degree of like I need like I need support right now um and I understand that it's hard to afford a therapist like it's not always possible 
But like, I also don't think it's safe or healthy for people to seek that out online from strangers, like where they know so much about you, but you don't know anything about them. It just makes me so uncomfortable. And or I have both. To- yeah. Nobody knows that much about anybody. <laughs> you think you know. Yeah, yeah, but you exactly. Really don't. <laughs> so I have to I have to leave those videos in the dust and I have it makes me so uncomfortable. I, I find that people using the internet for that form of validation, like that deep validation is very disconcerting to me. Well, not only that, but like, I guess another thing that for anyone younger listening, hey, please, if you need help, seek so seek an older person who is uh, skilled in therapy and trained. Please see a therapist, a school counselor. Possibly, maybe if you are LGBTQ+, you can go to the LGBTQ uh, center. I know a lot of them have therapists and counselors for free. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. And I think there there is also a scary thing of seeking that validation on social media. Sometimes people can give you the wrong information. You know, the comments can give you the wrong information and make the situation worse. You seek validation and, and the comments end up even being worse and it, it's even more detrimental to your mental health um, and it spirals you even more. So the internet is a very fickle, gray area. I think even though the internet has been out for so long, to me, it is still the frontier. There's so much things that we don't know about it and how it works. Yeah, so, and how it's affecting us and things like that. As an adult, I am looking back on like some of the things I did when I was young, when I was an adolescent, and I was like, what the hell was I doing? Like, (laughs) it, it really is new. And like, we are the guinea pigs for it. And it is dangerous. It can be extremely dangerous. There are a lot of positives. There are so many negatives there. It's really, really important to balance that adolescents are not mentally developed enough to know how to balance that well enough. I doubt we have any adolescents listening. If we did, I, mm, (laughs) I'm not super comfortable (laughs) with that. Uh, (laughs) Hi, every adolescents. (laughs) Yeah. But if we do, um, the internet is not real. It, It is to a degree, but you can just turn it off and you don't have to be on it. Yeah, recommend touching some grass. Yeah, I was going to say that. OMG, touch grass. Touch the grass, touch the dirt, touch some trees. Talk to real people that you know in your life. I know it can be hard to, like, find people that you relate to, but going on the internet is not safe, not super safe either. Like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, if and like if you ever feel sketch about someone turn it off if someone makes you feel uncomfortable turn it off go away like you can leave them don't feel attached to people on the internet because they don't know you (laughs) (laughs) words of wisdom with hayden (laughs) yes exactly our psa announcement i know where we were just talking about like j fashion icons on tiktok may be different are you um also seeing any trends about j fashion beginning to form on or due to tiktok um i.e an influx of community members joining due to tiktok 
fashion slash style trends forming, etc. Actually, that's that's actually very interesting. I'm gonna go into a uh, social media strategies uh, hack. TikTok as a whole new over eight million users. Um, it, the increase within over the last year to this year has been over 110 percent compared to other social media apps. There is a huge new potential people, and within that, obviously, there's a lot of people who are into J fashion. So I just actually noticed a lot of brands jumping in already, like uh, AP. Uh, AP has apparently is on TikTok. <laughs> like they they post twice a day, like or AP Paris. I'm just and I'm like I didn't know AP Paris had a TikTok. I was like randomly on my FYP. I was like I was like wow, this is a really pretty like Lolita house. Like who can afford this? And then it says AP Paris. It's like wow, AP Paris has a TikTok. And there's other brands that I know that are slowly getting into TikTok as well because they've seen success. They've seen while well, there's a whole generation of new J fashion people that may not be on Instagram. Uh, there is a lot of people on TikTok that are not on Instagram. So I think I'm definitely seeing um, a lot of brands going onto TikTok. And then in terms of like trends, I think there's a lot of memeable trends that are happening in J fashion that translate into like other platforms. You know, because of the viral sound or because of the challenge that they do, um, and it, it goes to other other platforms as well. Like, oh gosh, I know it it was an old old school uh, Lolita trend of like the jumping, like you look like you're a rocket ship kind of thing, and then it happened again on TikTok, and then there's a sudden spur of like people redoing the whole like rocket ship photos. But I I've noticed that TikTok tends to start the trends and then when it really like becomes like a big thing it starts to trickle down to the other platforms okay yeah i definitely see that i i saw the big debate on facebook about kid core versus decora what is kid core is it bad is it a style is it just a ripoff of decora I came to the conclusion that I think it is a legit style and that it is separate from Decora, but we can be inspired by each other. Because I think Kidcore, which Cybergirl's explanation um, also helped me with it. It's like it's like an aesthetic, so it goes beyond just like a fashion thing. It's like you're taking stuff from cartoon characters. So you got to have the SpongeBob, a lot of Nickelodeon ones. SpongeBob, Hey Arnold, Rugrats. You got to have the cartoon character involved. I don't see so much toy type stuff, but you you could use that. But it's about the 90s nostalgia. Whereas like Decora, it's more about like the colors mixing the patterns, the amount of accessories. Like you might not need to have so many accessories if you're doing Kidcore. You just need the color palette and the um, and the characters and 90s nostalgia sort of thing. You could be wearing pajamas and be like, oh, I'm Kidcore now. I got Rugrat pajamas. And during the post that started some of that a debate, um, they used the photo of me putting me under the Kidcore thing. Ah. And then I was just like, well, in this photo... I don't have anything that's actually like any sort of cartoon character or anything like that. Am I using colors that can be associated with Kidcore and and some and maybe the styling or something? Yeah, but it's not I wouldn't choose that photo for me as being like, yeah, this could be Kidcore. This is an example of that. I'm just like, no, what I'm wearing is Decora or Pop K or something like that. 
And then decor is so versatile. You can decoratize. I I believe any style can be decoratized. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm just like, you could wear a kid core outfit and then put on a bunch of accessories and then be like, this is a kid decora outfit or something. You can say something like that. And so I'm just like, that's where I think you can blur the lines. And I'm just like, oh, if I actually was to do that, it wouldn't look like that outfit. Some people were really uncomfortable with the name of that core or aesthetic having kid in it and feeling like, oh, well, that's like, you know, they're thinking, we're thinking about the uh, DDL. DDLG? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, DLG, yeah. Um, sort of things that were happening to us on getting categorized and lumped in with that on Tumblr and all that. And so we're just like having flashbacks of that. You know, I'm sure there's people misusing um, the name, but I'm just like, as far as the official definition and, and what people describe, and that's what they're going for. And so it's just like the 90s nostalgia cartoon aesthetic, which is very much at Rue 21. That's my my opinion on it. I think it's fine and, and cool to make these things. I think that they, they could stand to be aware of Decora and what the differences and the similarities are. That'd be awesome to share and I don't think we should forget about Decora only because like, you know, I'm in Decora and <laughs> I never wanted to be forgotten about just because there's kid core. I think seeing those things are cool, the cottage core. And I'm just like, wow, like, I just feel like that could revitalize these J fashion styles that didn't get their full day in the sun or they've been left in the dust even by J fashion J fashionistas or J fashionistos like cottagecore can kind of bring in Ori yeah yeah someone did uh this this oh I'm god I'm so sorry I love her videos i don't know her youtube handle it's the stitchness the stitch no stitches yeah stitches she made yeah. a video she made yeah. a video about it actually um and how similar maury and and cottagecore kind of are somewhat similar it's like a, the the fashion versus the aesthetic um it, it kind of goes in with kid core and decora i even though i don't really i do decora once in a full blue moon <laughs> but i still appreciate it and I do hope that like styles like, you know, Decora, where, you know, there I want there to be a, a rise and hopefully with Kidcore having a huge popularity spike, um, that people can understand Kidcore, people can understand the difference between De- Kidcore and Decora, but still see the similarities and also start, you know, vibing with Decora. And then there'll be a huge, like, Decora resurgence. Right, right. That can be the, I don't know, start of a new thing, you know? Garu. Garu TikTok. It's really popping off. Yeah. Wait, I have not seen it yet. I need to get on Garu TikTok. Okay. <laughs> Follow Pinky. She will get yeah. you there. She will be oh, your gateway. Oh, it's Pinky, the, the, she, she's the singer, right? Or Yeah. Really, yeah, mm-hmm. I follow, yeah, we both follow each other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so that's the TikTok trend of Gadu check and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I, I enjoy uh, seeing that and being like, yes, you know, styles that are kind of like waning, you know, can come back up through this app. We need a resurgence of Decora. It's going to happen. We'll make a yes. viral video <laughs> on TikTok and then it will... I mean... 
Cyber Girl's doing it. Oh, she is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's amazing. If anyone hasn't followed Cyber Girl, please follow Cyber Girl on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, she's got it. Streaming on Twitch. She has a bunch of things like answering questions and stuff like that about the style and how you can get into it and how... um, you know, wonderful and accepting it is and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I highly recommend. With this resurgence, um, we're kind of talking about it right now. How do you hope to influence the J fashion community through your TikTok videos? What message are you hoping to spread through it? If I had to break down what I really want to represent or kind of tell the general, not only the general, not only the uh, J fashion audience, but the general audience. One thing is how accepting J fashion is. I I think that it's nothing's ever a hundred percent, you know, great. There is always going to be bad apples, and there's always going to be things that we can improve on. But I think J fashion is a pretty accepting place. The people are really accepting. The people are very positive. The people understand what it's like to be an outlier. So I feel like a lot of the people within the community are great. They're accepting. They will welcome you in. We can all just talk hours and hours about how we love J Fashion, take photos of ourselves, and you know enjoy the smaller things in life that I feel like we sometimes forget. Um, not only that, but I, I hope that my my videos kind of also educate people on just like acceptance in general and about you know don't judge a book by its cover. Because a lot of my videos on TikTok is about that. A lot of my videos are about, you know, people judging me. Um, a lot of times people ask if my videos are fake. And a lot of the experiences, a lot of videos I put out are actually true experiences. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that, you know, can contest that. They experience similar things with how people react to them, how kids react to them, how grandparents react to them. For me, it's just more showcasing that whatever the reception is, good or bad, you know, I'm still me. This is just who I am. And I hope that, you know, the younger generation can learn that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That, you know, you will, even though you may feel like you're in a hard place right now, even though you may feel like you're not accepted right now, there is going to be a community out there. There is going to be someone out there that can will accept you and will make you feel like you're, you belong somewhere. Ooh, got serious for a second. Yeah, that's perfect for the last question, you know? That's why I put it there. (laughs) Thank you, Sean, so much for making time for us and for coming on the show once again. We love having your presence here. It brings such joy and magic. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We are going to be talking with Sean about their TikTok tips. So if you want to know how you can get the algorithm to bend in your favor. Join us over on Patreon. We are going to be having that conversation soon and posting that soon as well. And with that, Sean, you know the drill. This has been OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And? And I'm Sean. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.